It's D. Orlando Ledbetter of the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, and this is the 405th episode of the Bowtie Chronicles podcast, the podcast from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution that gives you everything you need to know about the Atlanta Falcons. Today is the start of training camp. The veterans have reported uh, the rookies were in early last week, and now it's time to Get down to some conditioning first, then eventually some football with a joint practice with the Dolphins, then the exhibition game with everything pointing towards the September the 10th opener against the Carolina Panthers at the Mercedes-Benz Stadium. We're going to title this episode Camp Ritter. We got a new quarterback, second time after Matt Ryan uh, was traded. Marcus Mariota was the opener last year, and things are set up for Desmond Ritter to be the starting quarterback this year in his second year in the league. So we're going to call this training camp Camp Ritter. All eyes will be focused on everything the quarterback does. Can he hit the open receivers? Can he get the ball to Drake London? Can he hit Kyle Pitts? Can he manage the run game? Can he get the Falcons in and out of bad situations? So everything about how this team's going to perform this year is going to start and focus on Desmond Ritter, who is the quarterback. If you're listening to us for the first time, please make sure to follow the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Bowtie Chronicles from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. In Atlanta, one voice has stood out for over four decades. An AJC original, The Monica Pearson Show. Let's talk about how you got to ESPN. Revealing interviews. You are known as America's doctor, but I want to know who you were before that. When you have a different name, you have different color skin, it can be tough. With Atlanta's most famous faces as you've never seen them before. I'm telling my story. This is the American dream. The Monica Pearson Show, streaming now on AJC.com. Hip-hop is a product of black people. It's a product of black song and celebration. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution presents Hip-hop's most pulled elements are pulled from the South. A Southern hip-hop store. We always go back to that moment of the Source Awards. Everybody wants your rhythm, but they don't want your blues. The biggest names in hip-hop. Atlanta is still the mecca for hip-hop. 50 years. No one can deny. One film. The power of the South now. The South got something to say. Streaming now at AJC.com slash hip-hop. We're back here at the Bowtie Chronicles podcast. I'm Dear Orlando Ledbetter, and we are getting ready for training camp. Players reported today, and uh, the big thing is, like we said, quarterback Desmond Ritter. 44-6 and six at the University of Cincinnati. Folks tend to be ranking the Falcons a little bit lower because they don't know how he's going to play. As a, is he a game manager? Can he hit Drake London? Can he get the ball to Kyle Pitts? Can he spread it to Bijan Robinson? The Falcons have amassed offensive weapons around him, have kept the offensive line intact for the most part. There is one glaring hole. We'll address that later in the position by position battles. But the, uh, you know, just how good can he be? He was two and two last season. Lost two road games at the Saints and then at New Orleans. Won the final two games against the Arizona Cardinals, who, you know, were not going anywhere. And then the Bucks, who had wrapped up the NFC South and set Tom Brady. So, you know, we really don't know what Desmond can do in an NFL game against top 
level NFL talent. And they're going to find out right away early, starting on September the 10th. And they're going to get a good joint practice with the Dolphins, one of the top teams in the AFC. You know, the AFC's loaded. But the Dolphins, if they can keep Tua uh, healthy, you know, they showed flashes last year. They couldn't sustain it, but they showed flashes of being a an elite team, a good team for the Falcons to practice against and get a good measurement going into the rest of the exhibition games and into the regular season. So we'll be monitoring Desmond Ritter. He's won over some of the veterans. We did our eight by our eight part series, position by position. And one of the keys coming away from uh, the quarterback analysis, we, we've been over Desmond's numbers for a year now. Everything from what he did against Central Florida uh, at, at Cincinnati, what he did against Georgia, what he did against Alabama. So we knew about the numbers, but we were trying to go for us, hey, who is the guy? What kind of guy is Desmond inside the locker room? And Bud Dupree came up with a uh, notion that he had a swaggy presence and that you need that as a team. Jake Matthews said even last year this guy was confident. He knew what he was doing. He was a take-charge guy. And those are the type of intangibles that uh, the Falcons saw in him. And, uh, you know, we know what the, you know, record was at Cincinnati. Got him to the playoffs. Almost had had Georgia on the ropes in the Chick-fil-A Bowl. Had the Alabama game in the playoffs. They were just out, man. They just ran Brian Robertson down the defense's throat. But, you know, we didn't see a lot of big plays, splash plays, and things that uh, he's going to be asked to do running the Falcons offense because at some point yeah the Falcons number three in running they're gonna run the ball they got running backs Tyler Algier Caleb Huntley Corderell Patterson and of course B. John Robinson so they're gonna run the ball but at some point you're gonna have to throw a pass you're gonna have to make plays and you're gonna have to make them inside the red zone and that that's how Desmond Ritter's gonna be judged so let's move on to um another big topic B. John Robinson, the eighth overall pick. Expectations are sky high for him. He had a great career at Texas. The Falcons moved him around a lot during the offseason. You know, you don't want to put too much on the rookie's plate. And and then the other other play for rookies is hey, give them give them part of it. And it looked like the Falcons um went the other way here they gave him all of it they want to see if he can do it all right away and so you know instead of just putting him in there running uh you know some stretch right and stretch left you know they had him out receiver doing um you know receiver things and so he's got to learn a lot of different things to to take off and fly you don't want him out there thinking so we'll monitor how they use him I'm sure coach is not going to play him a lot in the exhibition season, but he's going to get him ready. And so we've seen contrasting styles in training camp from, you know, no contact, no play, maybe one or two plays in the exhibition season. And then we saw, we saw Coach Campbell in Detroit hitting live on hard knocks last year. So somewhere between those two, whatever you do, you got to get ready for the, for the season. Uh, you got to get your passing game timed up. And you can't really do all that in just regular non-contact practice. So we're going to get to see some football at some point here. 
Now, our third big key point here going to camp, you know, new defensive coordinator, Ryan Nielsen's coming over. Lots of new talent on all three levels of the defense. Now, him and his staff will be charged in pulling this thing all together. You got a front now. You got Calais Campbell uh, to go along with Grady Jarrett. You got Bud Dupree can play the linebacker role for you. You got Lorenzo Carter back. Tyquan Graham's coming back from injury. And uh, those are just some of the, you know, uh, main players the Falcons will be counting on it to finally get after the passer. Adia Gunderjay has played a lot of snaps the last couple of years. You know, will he just be a relief guy for Calais Campbell now? Uh, maybe the rotation, it keeps him fresh. And then you still got the young guys with a high upside, Arnold Evercady. Want to see what he can do. And then Malone, also see what he can do. D'Angelo Malone uh, from Cedar Grove High. So now you see it. You're starting to see the Falcons rosters like, okay, they got NFL players on here. It's not guys that have been with six different teams and spent one season there. And, and, you know, God bless some of those guys. They were really good people. Steven Means was excellent for the Falcons for uh, what, um, you know, they needed. Brandon Copeland. You know, guys um, that came in and played and had to play. But now you're seeing the draft picks stack up, seeing the fr first real big free agency class uh, under the Terry Fontenot and Arthur Smith regime. So um, when you look at the roster now, you see, you know, Caden Ellis at linebacker, Troy Anderson, they think he can play, and Michael Walker, who's been uh, productive. When he's out there, kid that caught our eye a couple years ago, Dorian Etheridge from Louisville. He's probably ready to make a push. This is be his third camp. So we will be there, you know, later in the week to start uh, monitoring the practices and uh, be ready to go to the joint practices in um, Miami. And uh, our good folks down there will make sure we have great vantage points to view all of the action. You know, uh, we are... Uh, uh, have some really good friends down in Miami that make sure that we get uh, good angles to see the practices and uh, good access to their uh, fine. They got a fine facility down there. So it's actually uh, looking forward to that. And uh, then on the back end of the defense, uh, we'll be watching the safety situation. Richie Grant pairing up with Jesse Bates or Jalen Hawkins. You know, you've got some options there. Now you got three or four. Injury doesn't take you all the way out of the box. A.J. Terrell at left corner. Nickelback will be something to watch. Mikey Hughes and Clark Phillips at third. I expect Mikey to, to win it and bring Phillips along. Something happens, you got, you got another corner. And uh, Jeff Okondo at right cornerback from the Lions, they can save him. You know, he had injuries in Detroit. You can save him, you got a cornerback. If not, Mike Hughes is there. You got Darren Hall. Got Cornell Armstrong, who was brought back, and he was actually, I did the story today, Casey Hayward was the starting cornerback last year on the right side. By the time you get to game 18, it's Cornell Robinson and uh, Darren Hall in the middle there along the way. So those are better names. Those are NFL players. They played 40, 50 games under their belt. Uh, so the expectations are that the Falcons will be much improved going into this training camp, Camp Ritter. So with that right now, we're going to take a break. We'll come back and finish up here at the Bowtie Chronicles podcast. 
The AJC's trusted veteran political voices, Greg Bluestein, Patricia Murphy, Tia Mitchell, and Bill Nygut are the essential source for Georgia politics. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution's Politically Georgia. Sign up for the newsletter, download the podcast, subscribe to the AJC. I'm Ernie Suggs. And I'm Ned Ravone. Atlanta has been known as the Black Mecca for so many years, but that means something different to everybody. It means everything to me. Every day I wake up, I learn something new. Well, you all can learn something new by subscribing to the Atlanta Journal-Constitution's new newsletter called Unapologetically ATL. It's all about the people, the events, and the entertainment happening in Metro Atlanta that Black people might want to know about. So subscribe today at www.ajc.com slash unapologetically ATL. All right, we're back here at the Bowtie Chronicles podcast, trying to get you ready for training camp, the exhibition season. I know uh, my friends are already like, hey, we're getting closer. We're getting closer. We're getting closer. And what they're talking about is we're getting closer to getting football back. And, uh, you know, that means the, the Falcons. That means Georgia. That means SWAC MEAC championship in Atlanta, the SWAC MEAC preview in Atlanta. So, yeah. You know, the football people love football, and they got their different teams, main teams to follow, and other things they like to do. Everybody wants to see what uh, Deion Sanders is going to do at Colorado this year. I know I want to see that, too. So, But let's get back here. You know, coming out of the break, just a few things for you here. want you to know about this, that the Atlanta Journal-Constitution has a special offer for our podcast listeners. If you subscribe today, you can get three months of unlimited digital access for just 99 cents. That's all of our sports coverage, politics, breaking news, investigations, food and dining, and so much more on AJC.com. You also will have access to our e-paper and our assortment of newsletters. So join our community by going to subscribe.ajc.com backslash podcast again that's subscribe.ajc.com backslash podcast so you always know what's really going on just one thing uh, we want to look at get into our five position battles then just get ready for some football practice and see, you know, a much-anticipated season for the Falcons. This might be the year they snap the five years uh, consecutive losing mark. Haven't been over 500 since 2016. Haven't been to the playoffs since 2017. Who knew uh, when that ball flickered to the ground in Philadelphia, pass intended for Julio Jones that would have kept the Falcons alive in the playoffs, uh, that would be the last time we have seen the Falcons in the playoffs. So and a lot of names have been changed. Uh, flip of the organization, GM all the way down from the general manager to the 53rd player uh, is taking place. Although you do have a couple holdovers, Grady and Jake come to mind. I, um, can go. To, I think that might be it. Well, the kicker might be the other one. But, yeah, so let's move on to the pass rush. You know, Coach Nielsen comes over from the Saints with great records, getting after the quarterback. 
from their defense. So, you know, Cam Jordan leading the way, and it seemed like it was more of a committee approach. Caden Ellis had a lot of work in there last year. Uh, and so, you know, they, they've been able to – David Onyemata, who's coming over from the Saints – not necessarily a pass rusher, but a, a penetrator and disruptor who should help the pass rush also. So we're expecting a committee approach. Teams won't be able to triple team Grady Jarrett. Lorenzo can get a one-on-one here and there. Uh, they can come off some stunts with the linebackers, some some blitzes, you know, come off the edge uh, and be styled up the middle. And so it looks great on paper now. We just need to see it. Got, got the, the personnel appears to be there for the Falcons to have a credible NFL pass rush. We're not just talking about moving a guy off his spot, you know, deflecting balls. We're talking about hitting the quarterback, getting him on the ground, sacks. So that's going to be something to monitor. We want to see that. I don't think they'll unleash it in the exhibition season. But the one-on-ones in Miami should be phenomenal. We'll be looking forward to that. But, yeah, that'll be one of our big stories here in the exhibition season, monitoring a new and improved pass rush. So, hey, just before we get out of here, want to uh, go over the five position battles and training camp that we, uh, you know, that are kind of, you know, uh, just a good starting point to get into camp. You watch them, see how they develop. You know, injuries happen sometimes, and then you uh, then that adjusts things. But right now, we're going to look at left guard, wide receiver two, inside linebacker, right cornerback, and punt returner. Left guard, uh, Matt Bergeron was drafted out of Syracuse. They're converting him. We kind of got the sense over the offseason that wasn't going so well right away. But he'll get a chance to uh, overtake Matt Hennessy. And if not, you know, Matt Hennessy's, um he's a pro. He's been out there for 22 starts, and you can play with him and bring the kid along. You don't want to rush the kid out there and get him killed, and then, uh, you know, you waste the second-round pick, and you got him sitting around for three years. So, they're going to coach Ledford and coach Smith will do, you know, you trust the fact that he was offensive lineman and he knows what he's doing up there. He wouldn't be where he is today. So that's one to monitor. Wide receiver two don't really have one. I'm sorry. Uh, Lama Day Zacchaeus, you know, left. He had 40 catches last year and they replaced him with Mac Hollins. Mac had his uh, career high year last year. He's been in the league since 17, former fourth-round pick by the Eagles. This will be his fourth team. And as it looks right now, he's your number two. Scotty Miller, number three out of Tampa Bay, had a big 33-catch season in 220 when they won the Super Bowl. But for four years, he hasn't, you know, but the Bowling Green kid uh, hasn't, you know, established that he could be a I mean, but Tampa's loaded. They got good one. They got Evans. But, you know, they could, they could throw Scotty out there to run some deep deep routes. But the Falcons could use him as in the Zacchaeus role and even in the Demir Bird role to, to get open deep when people start creeping up to stop the run. So the wide receiver, too, is a, a problem or an issue, you know, but somebody will step forward there. Inside linebacker revamped. Troy Anderson's being counted on there. You signed Caden Ellis. Michael Walker's here. And watch Dorian Etheridge. He's been around. Uh, he'll get a lot of action in the exhibition season. And then at right cornerback, Jeff Facunda, 
They're going to try to save him. And you got two of the best secondary coaches in the league. Got Jerry Gray and Steve Jackson. They go together. They've been working together for a long time in a couple different spots. Buffalo, Washington. And uh, they played together with the old Houston Oilers. So they, they know exactly how they want their secondary look. And if the guys give them exactly what they want, you might see an improved secondary, much like the Bengals improved during their Super Bowl run. I mean, those players that they had, Eli Apple was a cast off. They had a couple guys from the Saints. You know, Jesse Bates was doing his thing. Trey Followers is here, too, from the Bengals also. So he'll be able to show everybody what uh, Coach Jackson wants back there. So they're clearly going to try to coach up the secondary with these two fine coaches. They didn't spend a whole lot of capital back there. You know, they got a Cunder for a fifth. Michael Hughes didn't get a lot of money. They spent a lot of money on Jesse Bates, though, $64 million. So that they're counting on him to should be showing up at the football. But that doesn't affect our right cornerback situation. Now, the last one here is punt returner. You know, Avery Williams went down with ACL uh, in the exhibition practice at the stadium. Uh, season ended, he's out. And there are a lot of interesting potential guys later on the roster that for there's an opportunity for someone to step up and be the punt returner. Now, Mikey Hughes has the most experience, but there are a couple people down the roster a little bit that might have an opportunity to uh, step forward and take over that job. Keelan Harris is the one for me. He's an Oklahoma Baptist kid, had a lot of balls, had a lot of returns there. He's one to keep an eye on. And then we'll just monitor who's back there catching punts uh, every day at practice and uh, see who's going to step forward as the punt returner. And that's an important job for the Falcons in that Avery Williams had them in pretty good field position with his league leading 16.2 yards a return last year. So that again, punt returner. Right cornerback, inside linebacker, wide receiver, two, and left guard are going to be your five position battles at Camp Ritter as we're off and headed to some real football here in a couple weeks. You know, kind of get excited for the exhibition season, even though they don't play anybody anymore. But uh, maybe we'll see them play. uh, You know, we're going to have to see a little bit of uh, Ritter, and then we'll see a lot of Logan Woodside. Looking forward to watching some Carlos Washington Jr. run the ball. And uh, before we get out of here, too, we do uh, understand the Falcons sign McCole Pruitt, tight end from last year. He kind of, I was wondering why they didn't have him earlier, but it might have been a thing where he was waiting for the best deal up to the last minute. And the best deal ended up being here. Uh, but he had four cuts. Four touchdown catches with Ritter last season. So he came on strong with Kyle Pitts out, dependable veteran. And, you know, in the Falcons offense, you can't have enough tight ends. So he's signed, and we'll get that corresponding move, you know, up on AJC.com as soon as we uh, get a hold of things. So with that, we're going to get out of here. We're going to ask you to have a great rest of your week and get ready for some reports from training camp from myself. D. Orlando Ledbetter and Colin Beasley will be out. We got Sarah Spencer coming to do some videos. And um, Michael Cunningham and uh, Ken Segura on the ones and twos in the columnist uh, area. And I'm sure Mark Bradley will be checking in from time to time on 
the Atlanta Falcons, as this is a much-anticipated season here. I don't remember um, it being this much-anticipated since, you know, the playoff teams of 16 and 17. Uh, you know, we kind of knew that it would be a fight in 18 and 19, and then by 20 it was like, oh, my gosh, uh, might be time for change is going to come, and, and that's happened. They've been slowly building, doing it the right way, being patient, evaluating the talent. And now we're going to see if they can put it all together here in this exhibition season and uh, get ready for, you know, what could be a breakthrough season for Coach Arthur Smith and the Atlanta Falcons. Take care and have a great rest of your week.